On this episode of the Gnostic Deluge, we're exploring an essay by one of Brandon's favorites, a guy by the name of Ralph Waldo Emerson. In this one, we discuss Emerson's essay on compensation, and we find that it has a larger impact on our everyday life than we may have previously thought. So enjoy! Do do yeah. Here we are, face to face. Welcome. Hey, Brandon. It's been three weeks. Yeah. So we had a little trouble uh, figuring out what we were going to do next. Yeah. I was, and I got actually. You don't know this, but I I was feeling a little stress. Were you? Yeah, I was kind of like, gosh, what are we going to do? Because I was like going back with the Enoch, and I was I was just kind of, oh yeah, and all of a sudden you sent me. Oh yeah, I remember. Brandon this. sent me a list of stuff, which was awesome, because then I was like, "Oh, okay, we'll do this," you know. And then, and then let Brandon kind of uh, pick, because a lot of times I think I do. Do you? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe or I say, "Hey, let's do this." It's not. It's not that I'm. Yeah. But I'm saying, Whoa. but but you had you had some really solid things, and one we're gonna do next. We'll talk about it. But right now, Brandon. Tell me what we picked, or well, what you picked. Well, one of the things besides a pick a pack of pickled peppers, yeah, p- peppers and the the pea thing, the pea riddle, riddle, right? The pea mm-hmm. rhyme. So you know, this is gonna be a little different. We decided to go over a, an an essay from uh, our main man, Ralph Waldo Emerson. That's R W R W E. And it's actually the essay entitled Compensation. So, and the reason why I put that on the list was because we had just gone over some of the Kybalian principles, Mm -hmm. right? And I happened to read this essay several uh, several months ago, and I kind of like... I just stumbled upon it. I stumbled upon it. And Brandon's been talking about Ralph Waldo Waldo Emerson for like... Like since the beginning of this, so <laughs> I was like, "This is great" because this is something Brandon's you're you're into, and I've never really sure checked out, yeah. you know. And but he, do you know what do you know about Ralph, him? Ralph, about I know I'm, it's like, do I have to say his full name? Yeah. So, I, anyways, just we'll just I call him Emerson. No, we'll call him we'll call him Waldo. The reason why, and that's that's like the the least that's like the that's like the the name that we don't want to call him probably right because it's kind of like weird yeah <laughs> but that's apparently what he went by i used to call really? him ralph i used to call him ralph or to be fun like maybe ralphie but um i was you're i was reading cool. about you're him. not showing him the respect he deserves. i was reading about him and he actually preferred to go by waldo i wonder if there's a like a little so okay what do you what do you know about him then so he was a you know this is in the mid Mid eighteen hundreds, right? Yeah, he was okay. I got. I actually just opened. It. Okay, he was born just eighteen oh three. Eighteen oh three, and he died in eighteen eighty two. He lived a long, long life. That's it's seventy nine years. Yeah, so he saw a lot. Anyway, oh, and the Atlantic thing. Anyway. Yeah, so he was a. Oh, it um, says right here what you were talking about earlier. Did it Atlantic Monthly? Yeah. So I think he was. I think it's the. This is a kind of a traditional story that we we know a lot of people that have done this. But he was a 
like a, I think he was a pastor's son or something, or maybe I'm thinking of uh, Henry Van Dyke. But anyways, the point is, is uh, he was a religious guy, yep. kind of Unitarian minister. Was he? See his son. And uh, Mark's quiz. This is like a quiz on how much I know about Waldo. Where did he go to school, Brandon? Uh, did he go? It's to, a prominent one. Did he go to Harvard? Yep. Yep. He's the elite. uh, Was he part of Skull and Bones? (laughs) Yeah. Is that at Harvard? I don't even know where that's at. I think it might be. But anyways, um, he... He might have started Skull and Bones, dude. Without, like, any details on, like, on his... His his regular... His life was pretty similar to most people's at that time, right? Had a few kids. A couple of them died. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, But he did... uh, He was a Christian, as as you saw that, was a transcendentalist. Is that what you saw? Oh, I didn't. I thought. I thought that's what he kind of started. Was he did. That's right. Started, he what kind was of his, uh, was part of the transcendental movement. Movement, yeah. which is I don't know exactly. Which okay, I'm just gonna say this is one thing that because I was listening to another book this week, um, and it was talking about how much of an influence Ralph Waldo Emerson had on the new thought movement. Oh, sure. Which is basically. The Kabbalion, yeah, all that kind of different stuff. The kind of, or you know, like Think and Grow Rich, those different kind of books. Which is interesting because the Kabbalion was actually written after Waldo was uh, passed. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's, but I'm saying they a lot of people, uh, those people in that kind of uh, New Thought movement, they were huge fans of yeah. our boy Emerson or yeah. Waldo. Waldo, but you, know, I like, I don't, you know, whatever. Ralphie anyway. Emerson, which well, is so, interesting, is my my middle my son's middle name is Emerson. Really, his name is Enoch Emerson. Enoch Emerson, I yeah. like it. Yeah, it turned, I, I, I always like, thought if a, I had a, a son, I'd name him Emery. Seriously? Yeah, it's a cool name. Like a yeah. Well, my one of my uh, my great-great-grandfather's was I've named Emery. Emery Reynolds. But he died in the Civil War. So Bless his soul. Which side was he fighting on? That's the big question. Yeah, You'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he, he died in Antietam, though. Which is like that big, bloody battle. Oh, is it? It was one of the bloodiest. Oh. <laughs> it was this, over this little field. Okay. Like Yeah, I never heard of that. Yeah, my Civil War history. And no, you. It's but it's it was one of those ones where it was just a bloodbath on both sides. There's like this cornfield that was there, and it was just mowed down by the end of it. You know, by yeah. gunfire and stuff. And good gosh. Anyway, Civil War. But yeah, he, not good. Yeah, fighting is not good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but Emerson lived through all that. Yeah, and he was he was a big ab- abolitionist. Yes, he was. And uh, you know. What I think is funny is he was actually like when I when a lot of people that I read and I go back and I read someone's thoughts or like a philo- like an American philosopher especially from like the eighteen hundreds. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm afraid to like find out what <laughs> like, some of the things go? that they supported. Yeah, you know? well, like early eugenicists and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like remember that book, um, "Living the Good Life." Yeah. By Scott, yeah, Nearing, yeah. Okay, he was he was like, I mean, it's he would. It is basically this thing on kind of they're they're big they're big socialists and stuff, you know. And it, it was a really good good book, but it, you find out 
that Scott Nearing was a huge, like a college professor and he was big into eugenics. Oh, okay. And I was like, son of a gun. Yeah. And that's, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I often will read someone. Like what? And I'll, Hitler was racist? And I'll resonate with their like, ideas. I love Mein Kampf. Exactly. And I'm like, Such a good book. And like, oh. <laughs> and I'll resonate with these ideas. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this is really cool. And then I'll read more about them. And I'm like, <laughs> oh. And there's some like skeletons in the closet that I'm like, yeah. I don't really want to talk about how I r- read them. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, dang. But that's the thing is that people will throw out everything because that, but you're, you're, where were you going with this? I think it I is, Emerson. It's been really nice because for Emerson, like, it doesn't seem to be there. Yeah. He's just, he was a, he was a beast. Pure as yeah. driven snow. Yeah. He doesn't like, I mean, I'm sure anybody, someone can come up with something bad. Yeah. He's like, Oh, well he cheated on, he was bad to his kids or something. You yeah, know, I'm sure. Exactly. Everybody. But the thing is, is like, yeah, he was an abolitionist. Hey, and, he, um, as he said, actually, I don't know where it's at, but he said that blame is safer than praise. He doesn't want to be praised. He wants to be, he'd that's rather right. be that's blamed. Right. That's right. In this compensation thing. Yeah, that's right. We'll get to that, I think. Probably doing something wrong. I think he's... I marked them and I marked them near there. Okay. Well, get to that. well, so, um, well, that's always nice. He had to have, cause everybody's full of flaws and not that this guy's, not but he doesn't have the big ones that people like to throw especially in the 1800s you know mm-hmm. in america with slavery and all this stuff he was he was uh you know he wasn't but i'm sure i'm sure there things. was somebody that in his ancestry that owned a slave so yeah. sorry brandon yeah. sorry he's not perfect sorry but anyways so it's, all, it's been it's been nice and i and and the other thing is what I like about before we get started, I guess, is before, what I what I like about Oops. Ralph Waldo Emerson, which really attracted me to his writings a couple of years ago, was I was going through a point of trying to figure out where I was going to move go to next in life, and I read his self reliance uh-huh. essay. And I really just like it dawned on me and I really resonated with it as like, I don't need like somebody else to tell me where to go. Yeah. You like, got, you got that thing built into you. I can figure this out. And that's, that's so, one of the big points in this one is that where he starts off, I don't know if you want to, but he starts off kind of like, like the world is ahead of theology mm-hmm. and what they're, you know, that naturally we, we mm-hmm. know where, yeah, where you know what's what's right. I don't know if you want. to... I don't think I marked that, but yeah, he does. He says that um, is in the very beginning, right? Well, yeah, it's it, my basic summary is people people know more than preachers teach have taught upon compensation naturally. Yeah, because it's a lived. Yeah, uh, and then I just the things on which we learn about the law of cons compensation naturally is sleep tools um bread and baskets transactions of the streets farms dwelling houses greetings relationships debts and credits influence of character nature and down and the endowments of all men so it's just it's just out there yeah like there's no way to one of the things I i teach my kids is you can't escape this law there's like so i talk about principles and laws right and most things are principles and i say kids 
compensation is a law. You can't escape it. Yeah. It's going to come around. You know. See, and the because you're kind. Of, I was kind of like, well, where's he going to? Where does he go with this? And sometimes, and and uh, because. He's setting it up like with the preacher, mm-hmm. the sermon that he hears. Yeah, I don't know. If, so let's start. Well, anyway, there. let's start with let's where start you there. have what you have marked. And... <clears throat> so the way that this, the reason why this starts, and he, I think that he, I believe that he actually, uh, Ralph actually says this is what inspired him to write this essay, right? Well, I, he said he wanted to do it ever since he was a boy. Since he was a boy, so so, this is what got him to, to finally write it down. Okay, this is what got him to finally start writing it. He says, I was lately confirmed in these desires by hearing a sermon at church. Oh, okay. Yeah. The preacher, a man esteemed for his orthodoxy, unfolded in the ordinary manner the doctrine of the last judgment. He assumed that judgment is not executed in this world, that the wicked are successful, that the good are miserable, and then urged from reason and from scripture a compensation to be made to both parties in the next life. No offense appeared to be taken by the congregation at this doctor at this doctrine. As far as I could observe, when the meeting broke up, they separated without remark on the sermon. And he's yeah. like, "Are you guys like, just gonna buy uh, this?" Guys, did you notice the what he did wrong there? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like, and that's what kind of, and so he he always wanted to write about it, like like he says in the very beginning. Yeah, but this is what got him to finally do he's it. Like, okay, it's like everybody is just completely just like fine. With hearing this, and this is like an age-old thing, you know. Well, it's like a they. So yeah, he's saying, yeah, they're preaching this falsehood that everybody knows in their natural life isn't true. That that there's that basically, the wicked are successful, the righteous are miserable in this life, right? Mm-hmm. And that the judgment, also the judgment, is not going to be happen till in the afterworld or the whatever. And the, that's a traditional, like in the next the life, last judgment, in the yeah. next life you'll have this and this and that. There's many mansions in my father's yeah. house. So of course you're going to get a mansion. You're going to get that big mansion. Yeah. In so, fact, it's a little, and sometimes it's a little absurd. Like I was talking to my wife about this last night and we're talking about some of the verbiage we've heard in the past. Uh-huh. And it's not just like a, it's not like, it's like, it's not that you're like a mansion. It's like you will have kingdoms principalities yeah. yeah like you'll Worlds. have like you'll yeah. have not, you're just not going to have like a nice plot of land where you can finally finally find peace and comfort and like you're going to have like bound unlimited like kingdoms and like thrones and yeah like, yeah yeah so, yeah you'll have it you'll have it all and that 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 was his point is the absurdity of the idea that you're gonna get eventually the things that the wicked have now yeah you know it's like by by putting it off and um that uh oh and um so he's saying what makes the the saints miserable you know okay he's going with the saint the miserable and the mm-hmm. the successful yeah he's saying what is really being taught is that that success, even the the success the sinners have, but they're doing it because the successful things that will make you happy, I guess, according to what's being said here is houses, lands, offices, wine, horses, dregs, and luxury, you know, all these different things, sure. of course. But, 
and that these the compensation of these things are to be given to the righteous in the next life. And then he makes this little thing. He's like, well, how's that going to happen? Like in bank, bank stock doubloons. Yeah. Venison and champagne to compensate the righteous. You know, can you imagine like the idea that's that you're that people are just listening to, but they're not thinking it far enough that yeah, you're just sitting there with with banks, like some kind of, you know, bank stock or I don't know if I'm making sense. I, I just translated it as. um but just things that are worthless yeah. that aren't wouldn't help you. And he's like, "What? What are they? What? How, why are the righteous so-called miserable in this life? Is it because? And this is there's a huge fallacy is that that uh, um, the fallacy is the immense concession that the bad are successful and justice is not done now. Now that's the lie. Yes. Is that that the bad are actually, or the wicked are the successful ones, and that there's no justice going on that you have to wait. Um, let's see. Well, did you have? Uh, yeah. So, on that. Oh, there was this one thing. I, on that, I'll, I'll mention. I'll skip ahead a little bit just because it plays in with what he's saying now. Uh huh is he later writes about how um he says um i he's talking about the uh the, the the every act rewards itself and he says the specific stripes may follow late after the offense but they follow because they accompany it yeah you know and that's not what's taught what's taught is like oh someday yeah the, that well no what yeah what's going what's taught is actually not even that that those things are necessarily punishable or are going to have any consequences except for the consequence that God is going to take them aside yeah. eventually and say, you've been bad. You've done this instead of a, any kind of natural consequences for their actions. So if I could, when, if I oh, go ahead, Oh, I was going to say, well, let you go. If I I'll, could put my spin on that. And the reason why I brought that up is because that's the common denominator here is Ralph Waldo Emerson was someone who was a religious person, right? He, I mean, he went to church. Yeah. Right? He, Even though his critics called him an atheist, which is one of the big, which is one, which is one of the big demonizer, demonizing things that happened to him. Oh, really? Near the end of his life is he was basically ousted because... by lots of religious communities because he was a, because he was, he was, he had the, he was bold enough to say things about, you know, God, right? Yeah. But the thing is, that's well, the common denominator is God. So when people, God in the picture means like, oh yeah, God will someday make sure that everything is made right. Yeah. Where Ralph Waldo Emerson's approach was more of a hermetic approach. No, no, no. It's everything's related. It's it's a, everything is intertwined. It's gonna happen from the offset. Like, yeah. And more like the principle of uh, well, they a got, rhythm, right? Like well, that gonna, that God's. Well, the system God, yeah. is set up with that there's there's kind of like the cause and effect kind of thing exactly that, that the uh, okay God doesn't need the, to push the, a button the for idea it to of the judgment thing you know that there's basically the righteous prosper while the 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 or the the wicked prosper while the wait the righteous suffer righteous suffer is a lie. Because 
He's one thing I'm trying to look for where he says, oh, there must be a compensation intended for what else. Is it that they are to have leave to pray and to praise, to love and to serve men? Like, do the righteous not get to do the things that they they're supposed they want to do? Can they not praise God and, and you know, live their life and also have better? Well, I'm saying that's what they're they're not. If they're actual Christians or whatever, their their goal is not to build up wealth and stuff. It's to be able to correct pray and praise. They can still do that and love and serve men. They can still do that. Mm-hmm. So what are they? Why would they be miserable? Exact good point. That's that's the thing. Like he's saying, yeah. So it's not you're not gonna you're not rewarded for the uh you know or by getting wealthy and and having all these things your reward is supposed to be you know the the love and praise or you know and service and all that stuff and when he says this a few different times but it's basically nothing more than you you are what you eat like you get what you look for yeah and you're looking for this yeah i mean eventually the the goal is to be able to not you or to become such a good person, I guess, that um, you're not even seeking out those big things. Or you don't care if you get them. It's you reap what you sow. Yeah. And it's a very, and you're right, that's a good point. And so he was he was confused why people were seeking for things that they weren't actually Yeah, well, for. but it's like, and the idea, this person's going to get their, you know, I'm just going to bide my time. Yep. God's going to judge them eventually. It's like, well, what kind of nice person are you? You know, have, or have you ever seen the uh, the Chris Farley movie Almost Heroes? I have not. You haven't seen that one? It's a good no. one. You know, do you know which one it is? It's the one I didn't see. Okay, so it's <laughs> Chris Farley plays like a hunter trapper guy in the, you know, the old like you know. Uh, oh wait, I have seen this one where he's is with the one with the. He goes up to get the eagle's egg. Yeah. I think he's getting attacked. <laughs> so there's a... <laughs> okay. I was thinking of a different There's one. a scene in this one. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. There's a, like, ah! there's a scene where Chris one Farley. of the guys in the camp gets mauled by a bear at night and gets his ear bit off or clawed off by a bear. Right? And so the bear gets out and runs and <laughs> the guy's name is Higgins, I think. And Higgins is sitting holding his wound. He's like, his ear's basically gone. Uh-huh. And... And uh, the, they are the campers are like okay we're good the bear's gone and Higgins is like what are you guys gonna do with that bear you know and uh, the other guy play, I can't I'm not a good big actor guy but the guy that he's the guy comes from he was played in Friends yeah uh, he's Ross or not Ross um, I don't know yeah who, but the, the one of the guy. guys from Friends who's actually the, the 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 guy in charge of this expedition in this show he's like oh don't worry he'll be that bear will be dealt with and Higgins is like oh yeah sweet what do you, how like He's like, oh, and like no one wants to go chase the bear into the forest, and, <laughs> you know. So he's like, well, for sure, in due time, by whether it's by eight, the the bear will probably age and and eventually die. And Higgins is like, oh, <laughs> revenge is sweet. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like there's it's a com it's a common concept that you kind of tell yourself or you you trick yourself into kind of like pacifying yourself or bringing like this fake peace to yourself that like someday you know like, this will um, happen. we're not going to do anything but yeah yeah we're not going to do anything about it but it will happen yeah you know whether and if it does happen and that's the thing is 
by the by nature's laws, the bear will eventually die. Well, the thing is that what's but I'm saying in that circumstance, okay, the guy lost his ear. The bear, but the bear is gone, right? So, do you want to go out and? You know, go try to kill the bear, possibly risk getting get more, hurt, get more, damage. get more damage and stuff. Or do you just want to let things lie? You know, and so instead of like building up, oh, we're gonna go get that thing. You can make, you can cause more trouble than you actually. Sure. Yeah, that was off track, but yeah, that's what I think about all the time when I think of this whole like oh, almost someday, heroes. someday, man. Gosh, what is that, Matt LeBlanc, Matthew LeBlanc? I think it is Matthew. I don't think it's LeBlanc, but I think Matthew's his first name. Perry. Matthew Perry. Yes! Yeah. Why is it LeBlanc? Why did I say... Anyway, on, so on. Matthew Perry. <laughs> yeah, it's a good show. Yeah, you, like, just for the scene with the eagle. Oh, man. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Farley is just the best with his, his body acting. <laughs> because the guy sends him up to get the eggs. He's like, you know, it was kind of like that thing where I'm not going to do it, but you go up and do it. <laughs> I don't remember what happened. <laughs> you see these big talons come down because <laughs> he's all like he's going to get the eggs. And all of a sudden he, he hears like the screech and he's like looks up. And, and also you see these big talons. He's like, so that's, what's <laughs> funny about that scene is there was someone in camp sick, right? Okay. And so they he needed to get the egg of a golden eagle or whatever. <laughs> golden eagles are so freaking big too. So like they needed I mean, to get the egg of a golden eagle. And so <laughs> that was the healing. <laughs> Aren't they at the end? They're like just frying it up. Like no, the, so I'm, that's where I'm going. I think. Oh. <laughs> so that you had the correct uh, history of what happened. So he goes through the pain of climbing this tree, right, fighting off the eagle in the tree because the talons and everything gets the egg. Gets down the tree. He's all beat up and bruised and like, <laughs> right, fighting off this golden eagle for the egg, right? Yeah. And he gets down and he's, his stomach starts rumbling. <laughs> and he eats. <laughs> so he starts to like get ready to cook the egg, and then he's like, he sees like a like a wild pig running through the forest. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he has bacon and eggs. I mean, he has to go back up again to get the golden egg. So then he goes back up to get the egg again, <laughs> fights off the bird again. Oh, man. And then he finally makes it back to the camp with the Matthew Perry sick and dying. And he goes, here's the egg. And he's like all beaten and, you know, and the the Native American lady who's supposed to represent like the equivalent of like uh, Sacagawea, I think. Yeah. She's like, okay, thank you so much. And she takes the egg and she just cracks it and throws the stuff in the trash. And all she needs is a shell. <laughs> Classic. I mean, I'm saying for that one, that one story, because I remember it's so funny, whatever yeah, happened. Yeah. But yeah, how it unfolds is just worth it. Compensation, so, though. If you watch that movie and see that scene, you will be compensated. You will be for compensated. It. So the, okay, so back to the idea is that. There, there's a natural compensation that's given for everybody in life. This is like interesting because you don't think about it. You're like, I mean, I'm always like, gosh, dang it. Yeah. Why is it that this person has all this stuff? He's not even doing anything, you know, like, sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, just famous people. I've never thought that before. What? 
Yeah, totally. No, because you're this you're the successful one. It's a common one. You've got it all, man. Yeah. Oh, I need a. What do you need? A drink. You got you got you have a few to choose from, Mark. Which one do you want? Um, just a Dr Pepper, I guess. What the doctor ordered. Let me jump into this. This is okay. actually before before we move past it. So one of the things that I liked about this is Ralph was apparently someone who was versed, right, mm-hmm. with some of these philosophies. I was like, whenever I heard this, I was like, what? Yeah, I was like, no wonder Brandon picked this. Yeah. We just we just covered this. So polarity, or action and reaction, we meet in every part of nature, and darkness and light and heat and cold in the ebb and flow of waters in male and female. In the inspiration and expiration of plants and animals. So, you know, he, that's something that is very, like, hermetic, right? Yeah. But, it's, I mean, it's also found in other philosophies, too, around the world. Yeah. But and, he's... Oh. And then he goes out and he says, an inevitable dualism bisects nature. Bisect. Bi... Bisects nature. Bisects. I know, but it sounds like bisects. You're right. Bisect. Bisect, plural. Why don't we say bisecting? You know, like, or, or like a... Yeah, to make it, because it was like, because it actually, but it works, though. So, the way, whenever you say that sentence, what did you say? In, in inevitable dualism bisects nature. See, so you're saying inevitable dualism. So, you're like dualism. Yeah. And then you could be saying, comma, bisex. There you go. Nature. But I'm saying, it's, it's not, that's why that word's bad. Ralph... Waldo Emerson. Come on, Ralph. Come on, dude. That was not a good. It's confusing. No. Yeah. So when you read that, you're like, but oh, it so is... divides nature. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. But yeah. So there's this dualism that's in all nature. We we talked about this yeah. polarity, man. Yeah. I mean, you got the two ends of the pole: light, darkness. You know, all this yeah. stuff. It's just this yay. I mean, yay, nay, whatever. Just this. It's just naturally there. Um. Uh, and then he says, "Whilst the world is thus dual, so is every one of its parts." Yes, yeah, so this is interesting. The entire system of things gets represented in every particle. Another thing that we went into yeah. quite a bit. In yeah, we were yeah. talking about the atoms and uh, atom and all that, and how the all is in the all. Yeah, right. Well, that's the thing is that yeah, it's it it goes down to the smallest thing in nature. The smallest, tiniest little thing, and this this gets really deep because it's almost like that the it's the as above, so below too. Mm-hmm. That every that these these laws, the law of compensations, in every single little thing. Yep, he, and that's what he said. He goes, and every single needle of the pine, and every kernel of corn. Whoa, and every individual of every animal tribe. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about compensation. And talking to the animal kingdom. Oh, yeah. Oh, he mentions that, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Let's just go into his basic... The idea, you know, where we can get a little clearer picture of it. The the reaction so grand in the elements is repeated within these small boundaries. For example, in the animal kingdom, the physiologist... Is that right? Okay. Hey. Come on, Ralph. Use the role. He was smart. He went to Harvard. Yeah, you're right. I went to Mesa Community College. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We're and different... I didn't get out of there. So, the physiologist has observed that no creature are favorites, 
but a certain compensation balances every gift and every defect. Yeah. So we can see that in the natural world. Yeah. Like, okay, you've got a, a moth, you know, it's got a natural predator, but the, the moth will usually be able to naturally, uh, well, it can fly, but also it can blend in usually, you know, so you might not have like, like even you might not, uh, each animal will have things that it can do well and will have things that it can't do so well. It'll have weaknesses. It's this, the, it's like superheroes. Yeah. Kind of thing. You know, whenever you think of a superhero, if there's a superhero that doesn't have any weakness, it's just, who wants to hear that story? And because like, he can just do anything. He can't even be beat. And Ralph so what talks kind of story about that later. That? He takes it from animal kingdom yeah. and he goes to the Greek gods. I'm saying, but he, like, like, I mean, every single animal, they have like pluses your... and minuses. Yeah. You know, you, you, you got a long neck. Like the giraffe, mm-hmm. you know, what what is giraffe's weaknesses? They don't really have much to, they don't have any claws. I don't know. They're not, um, they're clumsy because of that. Like they don't, they they get knocked over too easily from, I don't know. I don't know if he gives a, the he doesn't give. Well, but I'm saying you don't have, you don't have any animal that is the total king. I mean, I, I know the lion's the king of the jungle and everything, but. He can't just go kill everything at once. You still, you're giving up. You get claws. You give up something. You know. Yeah, he says. Um, I don't know where he mentions that. Did we skip that part? He talked where he talked. Well, he just says you get a long trunk. Yeah, your legs are short. You know. Oh yeah, here he does say that right here. He goes, if the head and neck are enlarged, the trunk and extremities are cut short. But then he says the theory of the mechanical forces is another example. Right, I thought that was pretty cool. See, well, I didn't. What we gain in power is lost in time. See, I didn't understand what he was saying there. So, but so, I don't know if you you can explain it. Yeah. So, like when you like, let's take um, like let's say you have a, a machine that does something, and you're like, hey, let's um, let's do let's make a let's make a bigger, stronger machine, mm-hmm. right? So you build a bigger, much stronger machine, but it takes like ha- half a day to do something. It does a really good job at it, right? Like the, uh, the way I thought of computers. Okay. You know, like um, computers used to take used to take up a whole room. Yeah. In size. Yeah, the old the original. And just to get something, just, just to get one thing. Yeah, some, do a basic done. calculator stuff you can do on a calculator. Yeah. That was the whole like the original computers were Correct. like. Yeah. And so I think, and that's just the compensation right there is yeah you can make it bigger and stronger but it's going to cost a lot more money it's going to be. It's going to take more time to get it all ready, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. They don't, the things don't just come for free. Correct. And that's, that's the thing is that people think, or that we, we tend to think, oh, well, that's just a natural. And sure. some people do have natural gifts, but I think you you, they still have to be trained. Yeah. But I think of the, one of the things that I was thinking of recently is like, I'm going to the point now where. Most of the things, most of, right now, things here, at least in this culture that we live here in the United States, mm-hmm. things aren't built like they used to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, even even clothing, pants. Yeah, and thing, things are not built like they apart used to be. Everything, like, everything's just cheap. Yeah. But you kind of get what you pay for. Like, yeah, exactly. Everybody wants cheaper furniture. 
Everybody wants to decorate their houses with all this furniture, have all these things, mm-hmm. and they do it. And they go to Ikea, and they get everything they need at Ikea. But then, like, a couple, year, a couple years later, it's all, like, starting to break. Yeah. And. Well, yeah, whereas. You pay. If you pay but, but you can have. The, you could. So, it's a trade-off. Exactly. This is the conversation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Let's, let's take this conversation out of what. <laughs> no, but that's good. Because that's what I'm. Yeah, it's. You can have, but you can have the new designs and everything, but it's not going to, yeah, like you said, it's not going to last. Whereas our parents or grandparents, they would get a set of furniture, you know, as a wedding present and they would have that furniture for the rest of their lives because it was so, everything was so expensive, but, and they, they get it even reupholstered and everything because, you know, and they, so they could update the fabric, but but it was it was so well made that it would last that long too exactly and then they'd have the good china which for some reason you'd never get to eat on yeah yeah you know it's like what what why even have that but anyway it was just a weird thing but that's that's a good that's a good thing uh or a good example brandon yeah is you get what you like you drink too much soda you're gonna burp exactly that's compensation so exactly, you but it, so for the taste, and it's your decision if it's worth it. Well, it's worth it. Yeah. No, that's good. I like that. That's true too. You know, and and then things like in this world they keep accelerating too. So you're like, but I've I you get to a point where you're like caught up in it, where you're like I've got to get the new thing though because I can't be behind. But what are we? What are we losing? What do you pay for? Yeah. What are we losing by having the new thing? What are we losing in time, or in actual not? You know, like I'm saying, I'm, I waste a lot of time on my phone. And, oh, wait, we pay for it one way or the other. Yeah. And so it's a worthwhile activity, actually. I know I'm one all that over I the haven't place, taken but... a lo- enough in my life, but it's a worthwhile activity to like take the the things that come a little easy. To, to kind of like wonder, figure out like what, what am I paying for here? Like what's what's going to come around? Yeah, by getting this so easily. And like that's like your, yeah. your first comment you well, made like, about Ralph Waldo is he was saying like, hey, I'll take the blame versus the uh, the glory. Because like if it, if I didn't do it, I don't want to. I don't want my name on it. Yeah, like if yeah, oh that's true. Yeah, because usually somebody's uh, glory. Yeah, like, I don't want to have to pay. For something that I didn't put the efforts into doing. Yeah. You know, I know how this works. Well, um, so, okay. So the, the, I back kind of back to the idea of, of the animals, but also just, just nature in general and everything is that a surplus is given to one part. It's paid out of a reduction from another part. You, if you're giving like, just for example, if you're, giving your time to working out, you know, to your body, Mm -hmm. that's time that you're not working on your mind. Sure. Or audiobooks, working out the audiobooks. Well, yeah, there's, there's hacks. There's some hacks. There's life hacks. Like say, if you're working and you're driving long distances, (laughs) you can listen to lots of audiobooks, but no, but what I'm saying, but you're, if you're focusing on one thing, you you're inevitably giving up something else. It's like, uh, oh, this is where the Bible came in. 
but I don't know if I can find it. Or I was just telling telling Brandon how how much of a this Bible I have doesn't have a good uh, which one is it? We looking for importance. You, um, well, I don't want to say it because then oh then yeah because then yeah don't don't say it, Mark. I understand. <laughs> Let me see. This put treasure. That, put that to the test. Yeah, let's see if this is how good this one is. They got a thing called the concordance. Now, well, but where your heart is, there, your or where your where the, where your mind is there. Wait, how does it go? Where your where your treasure is? Oh, I know your. Oh man, I know what you're referring to. We suck. Yeah, we're not. See, very, this is the word. They have the worst scriptorians. I'm sorry. I half of anyway, parables tell that story, anyways. But yeah, like, but yeah, where your heart is, there's where you're putting your time. Actually, in this case, where you're putting your time, that's where your heart is too. Yeah, we're giving it. You know, are Love you are is you spending T I M E? Oh my gosh! Yeah, dude, oh, that was a bonus. It's about time. That's what it all. That's what it's all about. But yeah, what, and that that's true though. You know, it's like it's the no man can serve two masters. Eventually, yeah. you, you're choosing one by by serving, doing any part of the. You can't you you can't choose. You can't serve two masters. You're either choosing the one and denying the other. That's just the way it goes. That's compensation right there. It's just like basic nature too. Yeah, like it's nothing. We we can talk about it as like wow this is really profound and that's but one of his points is like this is like well the very base like nature this is how it works well that's what he said at the very beginning he's like dude people are living their lives by this and not even realizing how what an important law this is and that they could take it to another level this is where kind of the law of attraction mm-hmm. see that's why that's why he was one of those big people like love him in the, the new thought movement, yeah. you know, and stuff is because it, that he basically had the starting of like, Hey, I'm taking this simple principle, you know, of compensation. And just to say that you're, you're paying for every choice you make or, you know, by either gain, you know, gaining something or losing something, but with everything you gain, you lost something else. It's just the way it is. Okay, keep going. After he talks about like the, Ooh, after he gets done with the whole leveling. like, what, what's that? Oh, go ahead. So he he, he continues and just basically gives a few more examples of saying like, you know, cold climates, you know, invigorate, but the but the soil does. Cold climates are you don't you're not gonna get you're not gonna breed fevers, crocodiles, and scorpions, right? Yeah, like you know we see this everywhere around us, and then he goes on and says. Um, like what you were saying, for every grain of wit, there's a grain of folly, mm-hmm. right? But one of my yeah. favorite things he says here, and this is what it is, he refers to um, nature, and he says, um, "Nature oh, yeah. takes na- nature takes out of the man what she puts into his chest, swells the estate, but kills the owner." And then here's the punchline: Yeah, this nature is... hates monopolies and exceptions. Yep, and there isn't any. Yeah. Like, and, yeah, exactly. Like Nature that, like I said, with the king of the jungle. Yeah, sure. Well, shoot, if if somebody was king of the jungle, think about the okay, just this monopoly. 
like the king of the jungle. So he just has, he's just able to do whatever he wants, you know, as a lion and the, the lions just are able to just have everything they want. Eventually they're going to have to start cutting back. Cause they're going to, all the, all the things they're hunting right. and stuff. Are Correct. Gonna die down. Yeah, they, they lose if that their, makes sense. Yeah, it does. I'm not like an, I, I do, I can picture it though. Yeah. It's just like, eventually there's no more like, um, the cycle kind of stops because you've like killed it all off. Yeah. Like, nature, nature naturally will yeah. kill off. If, if either side is out of balance, like say the gazelles, there's too many, they'll just naturally start dying, Yeah, you know, or if there's too many lions and then all of a sudden all the gazelles, totally the, the lions are going to starve. I'm going to start telling my kids or that. they, you know, the kind of like, if that makes no, I don't. That's what it's what it's like. It's a game of life. So the nature hates, hates monopoly. monopolies, and most people hate the game Monopoly because it goes way too long. Yeah, the card game is pretty fun. You play the card yeah, game? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I actually have, and that's a lot shorter. Yeah, and I, it's. Uh, I think you mentioned that before, actually, to me. Okay, but uh, but nature naturally has a leveling, a natural leveling oh, to yeah. it. It the balance, the scales. And that's that's what we were talking about with the the whole you know long neck yeah. or fast legs or whatever or sharp teeth. It naturally has this balance that's gonna um, naturally occur. You, if if a man has so much riches, nature's gonna take it out of his health. He you know he sits there and suddenly he's just gorging himself or something. You you know there. Like he just becomes, what is it? Lugs? No. What is that called? Whenever they're like, so soft, they just become soft. Like, and they'll, they'll die naturally quicker. Oh yeah. Ralph actually calls that. Um, he has a funny word for that. What did you say? He says, uh, lose their manliness or, but anyways, um, we'll get to that probably. Oh, uh, me and my wife talk a lot about the Zodiac right now. And uh-huh. What's funny about the zodiac? It's not funny, but what's interesting about the zodiac is there's you know, nothing funny about the zodiac. Yeah, it's not man. funny at all. It actually is funny if you read it at your own. You're like, oh my gosh, and you laugh a lot. Well, the thing is, is like the the way the zodiac's all like configured and set up, and of course, this is man that's decided what is what. Mm-hmm. But everything has, you know, I'm a Pisces. Pisces have lots of good things. Yeah, but there's also a few things that suck and that they're bad. Yeah, and it's it's easy to kind of like pretend like those 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 don't exist. Like I don't want to look at those, but yeah, everything is everything's balanced. That's like the key. That's like the key word of the whole this whole thing. Is this yeah, balance. conversation is balance. Yeah, and whenever life gets out of balance, but we'll talk about that. So the, he uses the example of a farmer versus president, kind of like the. Do you have a? I do right here. Or well, can, what's I just, this? can I just mention yeah, this real quick? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This, is, I, this is a funny thing. Okay. Is a man too strong and fierce for society and by temper and position a bad citizen? A morose ruffian with a dash of the pirate in him? <laughs> like, if he is that way, right? Uh-huh. Nature sends him a troop of pretty sons and daughters who are getting along in the dame's classes at the village school. And love and fear for them smooths his grim scowl to courtesy. Thus, she, referring to nature contrives to intenerate the granite and felspar 
takes the boar out and puts the lamb in and keeps her balance true. I wonder if that that's talking about kind of okay. So this guy, because at first I was like, what is he talking about? I was kind of, you know, I was like, well, that seems weird. But now that you read it, it seems like maybe they were saying, okay, so this guy is a pirate, basically Rough around the like, edges. Yeah, yeah, I mean, basically, let's just say mafia or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And but then he has kids, and his kids are growing up in society and he wants them to have, you know, so he's doing all this dishonest stuff, but then his kids become uh, good citizens or something, you know, like, sure. It's kind of like it's, if you think of the Irish, whenever they were started out, they were like here in the, in the U S they were like, yeah, the worst, you know, people hated them. And, but eventually the, you know, and they were dishon, you know, did crime, criminals, all this different, you know, all mm-hmm. these different things. And uh, same thing with the Italians. But um, and then but eventually they have kids and those kids become the upstanding citizens. And, the you know, that's one of the the police force, you know, like the Irish and the police force. They became the law enforcers. Correct. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's not necessarily that the guy becomes good but then uh, all that crookedness nature is needs balanced to balance it out. out yeah i don't yeah. know if that with um a lot of the early jewish immigrants i'm sorry that i'm sorry i'm so harsh on these irish and italian immigrants well, i'm but... gonna add jewish into this too oh so a lot of the early... don't go there brandon <laughs> no this is a good one i have irish and italian in me so i could talk <laughs> this is a good one jewish immigrants came over to the united states and they started off as being like peddlers and mm-hmm. tailors mm-hmm. and they worked hard. They were the low class too. Exactly. Just like the Irish and Italians. Yeah. But all their kids, when the tailor working all working 18 hours a day, you know, tailoring clothing and drapes and stuff and working hard. Then, but they're putting their kids into like medical school. Yeah. And then all of a sudden a generation later and it's the, it's the, op, it's, it's like, it's everything has balanced out. Mm-hmm. And then now that then the Jewish community became a very like profound, you know, um, wealthy community just over a, a generation or two. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Compensation. Come, what goes around comes around. That's you right. Know, you work hard. And, and eventually, but eventually those you see in the next generation eventually will lose you know that education will go away and then all of a sudden you get kids you get a bunch of kids that never had to work a day in their life yeah and and then all of a sudden and it's just this it's just it's this cycle but there's always this balance where nobody keep i mean not well some people do but keeps all the money you know but um it's always distributed eventually so the, the farmer if that makes sense imagines power and places are fine imagine the farmer imagines power and place are fine things yeah right and this is the word i was referring to earlier but the, what how he uses the word manly but the president has paid dear for his white house it has com- it has it has commonly cost him all his peace and the best of his manly attributes um which I'm not sure what he refer what he means by manly attributes, but to preserve for a short time so conspicuous an appearance before the world, he is content to eat dust before the real masters who stand be erect behind the throne. 
Well, I think that that that's where it's talking about it, where instead, you know, he's he no longer is doing his own will, you know, the best of the individual rugged man. Sure. You know, he's suddenly a servant of the state, but not only of the state, of the people behind the state. These little sure. string pullers. It's like, oh, this is what you wanted, right? This is what you. Yeah. Got. So you know, you're thinking, oh, I'm gonna. I, it'd be so great to be the president. You can do whatever you want. You can't do whatever you want. You lose and, your manly and, attributes. Yeah, I mean, well, and you see it every time a guy goes into office, and especially if they're there for two two terms. Oh yeah. All of a sudden, they you, they go in this young whatever, and they come out this haggard whatever. Oh my gosh, the the amount I know that eight <laughs> years age. I know that eight years went by, but it's when like Obama they, was in, done, his hair was all gray. It's and, dog. They age in dog ear years. <laughs> you know, those eight years are like suddenly they they've aged twenty years. It seems like yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that's you know, it just seems like that. But it's the thing he says is that. He who overlooks thousands also has the charges of that eminence. He's taking on the burden of you're overlooked. Like, oh, it'd be so great to be able to be king. You know, it's, oh, you're over. But you've got charge over those. So you've got the worries over those. And you've got, especially in politics, all that praise. You get the, you get the praise, but you also get all the blame, too. Yeah. Everything. Everything you do is under the microscope. So this farmer, you know, he's over crops and, but he doesn't realize what is being given up. You know, you're selling your soul basically, you know, to not just anybody gets into those offices. Sure. Well, that was a good, uh, good, uh, ex- explanation there. I, I looked up this, I think where the words is French or oh yeah, but it's the exact same thing that he says right before it. Is that what it is? Yeah, because I looked it up. Things, things refused to be mismanaged. Okay, I looked it up the first time I read it. I did not look it up the second time I read it, so I forgot what it was. Yeah, it's 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 the same thing. It's a admin see male administrai. Oh, got it. Yeah, that's bad administration. So, so so I will. I did mark this. Things refuse. Oh, the right the line before that. Yeah, this law writes the. This law writes the laws of cities and nations. It is in vain to build or plot or combine against it. Yeah. Speaking of compensation. Well, the thing is that you can't... Once you get something, you got to keep it too. Like, that's the thing. And that's where this... Things refuse to be mismanaged long. You're right. You know, that... That makes more sense. Yeah. If you're getting something, you don't just get to keep it. You've got to keep it up. It's kind of like the idea of like, I know people, I'm not one of those, them, I don't think, but where they have, okay, you you judge me, Brandon. (laughs) No, serious. But they, and it's just never been my thing, but like all of a sudden they get ATVs Mm. and all of a sudden. We're we're pretty close to a lake here. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, are there power? There, there's we a couple. Power, yeah. You got boats, and so you get a boat. You get a, you know, a well. Shoot, I need uh, something. I need something to pull that boat. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so you get truck. a truck. Oh, but and we like to camp when we go. Yeah, good. so you get a camper. You know, so you're you're getting all this stuff. So there's 
There's the upkeep of all these things. And then all of a sudden it's your life. Yeah. And then, uh, then so, but what do you got to do for that? You got to earn the money. So you're working. Or you got to go to into debt, you, you know, and then you're just, so you're, you're living a lifestyle or is your lifestyle living you? Sometimes that's, that happens. It's true. Is that you're really being lived through your lifestyle instead of living. a lifestyle? And those are words almost directly out of the Kybalion too. Yeah. Remember that? Like the whole, like, uh, who's actually, you know, the whole like uh, gender, right? Like who's actually planting the seeds? Oh yeah. You know, like who's actually, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm saying, you know, you got the, you got the American dream kind of thing, Yeah. you know, like a house and, and, but how big of a house do you need? I've, you know, what are you giving up by, you know, getting these things? And we don't think about that. It's gosh, dang it. There's like some scripture I keep thinking of, but I can't. Yeah, I'm so spiritual. I, just so you know, I think you judged yourself correctly. Okay, I don't. You don't have like a boat in the backyard, or but anyways, the thing is, is like yeah, good point. Yeah, it's it's a whole lifestyle. Yeah, you see that people you see what people just get in sports too. Oh like yeah, they put their kids into. I'm not, me and Mark are just like we're like you know, talking about people and what they do, but like let's say let's uh, talk about something we do. Um, books. Yeah, like I'm just saying, like. No. Well, you buy books, but you don't read them. I don't know. I try to be pretty simple. Yeah, we're pretty. We don't have any problems. Well, no, not that. But even you know, even us or me, you know, there's. Yeah, I could probably. I could definitely live in a smaller house. Blah blah. Mm -hmm. That's true. I I I often think. um, It's always easy to point fingers. My kid, it is easy. It's easier to see other people. Like they're overcompensating for something. Yeah. Especially those guys in those big trucks, you know? (laughs) Or those big Lincoln SUVs. That's a line. (laughs) That's a line from Shrek, right? What? The he do you think he's compensating for something? Oh well, it's it's a general thing, you know, whenever somebody's got that big. Well, because it has like a short the king is all short. Yeah. Castle's like huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. But well, I'm just saying that what what are you what are we giving or what are we gaining i what is that thing where it's like counting the costs that's what it is that scripture where he's talking about you don't just go out or you know a wise person would count the costs of what he's doing you know like buying a plot of land He's going to be like okay do i have enough money what is this going to cost me what am i giving up and that's one of the problems with economics and stuff is that, I mean, I don't mean to get into this, but compensation, it's like, okay, I can take money from you and give it to somebody. And it sounds like, you know, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. But what are what could you have done with the money? They never put that. Sure. That's never equated. or That's not equated. Yeah. It's like, but this is what we did. And that's the government always says, we created this many jobs, right? Yeah. They created them and it's like, well, did you create them, you know, or like for them, a tax decrease or like, or uh, like if you don't raise spending, you're actually lowering spending, even if you keep it stagnant. I don't know if, or if you're going through a financial difficulty and you just start giving everybody like 
checks of you start giving everybody stimulus money. Like here, we'll we'll make things better. We'll give yeah. you guys all money. That's what I'm saying. Eventually, things and this isn't even I know, but the, the uh, those things will eventually be compensated. There'll be the law of compensation will come into play. Whether it's, not it's us this, saying this, it's this, Ralph this is Ever yeah. Saying well, this. no, I'm just saying <laughs> this is this is something that that. Oops, I just hit the microphone. But uh, this is something that w- eventually compensation will happen. We don't, you know, we didn't know when, and that's the sure. pro- that's the problem. But that that actions have consequences. You can't just you know print up print up money forever and expect oh it just we got this bottomless Ma- magic yeah magic money anyway but that that's one of the problems of the whole president thing the whole governing thing is that there's there's a balance that needs to happen and actually this is perfect because uh there's though no checks to evil appear there is checks that exist so if there's a cruel government the governor's yeah. life is not safe like that's right that's what i'm saying if if you're a, a, a dictator you they always have guards around them think about saddam hussein or whatever he had body doubles yeah. on and stuff it's like yeah he might he might be able to rule with an iron fist but he's you know his life is not safe correct people get if your taxes are too high revenue you know might not you might uh, yield, might not yield. If the criminal code is too harsh, mm-hmm. juries will not convict. But if the law is too mild, there'll be private vengeance used instead. Yeah. You know, so it's like this this balancing act, it and is. this goes along with the. I mean, the, he's just taking all these different examples, you know, of government and all these, but that you there's always checks and balances naturally in the world and we got to and if if we can become aware of them we can really that's the idea make better decisions that's the idea that was the whole point of the three initiates men talking about the the seven hermetic principles it's like mm-hmm. hey these things exist whether you want them to exist or not but we want you to know about them yeah and that's what i think ralph's doing with this it's like hey i've been wanting to talk about this since i was young I went to a church sermon the other day, and I just saw this happen again. I want you guys to understand what what this is. Yeah, and like if you understand it and you recognize it, then you can actually use it to your advantage, like the pendulum swing and the hermetic principles. Yeah, thing. yeah. If you're if you're aware of this, because most of the time we're going through life, and he's naturally knowing this law, but not actually applying it, or you know, in in being aware of it. If you're aware of this. It can it, it can make a huge difference in you know the decisions you make, knowing that every little action you you make. Well, it's hard to you know, but every action, there's a reaction kind of thing. Here's a crazy example. All right. I was playing a board game the other day with some people, and there was game had this weird setup where if you're playing four players, three. Oh, what happened? There was a, there was a a reward given. And it was unequal. And so one of us was going to get shorted on the points. Really? Yeah. And so we were, everybody was starting to kind of argue about it. And I'm like, I'll take the less points. I'm like, oh, no, Look no. Look Brandon. And I'll, I'll take the less points. And because at the same time, I was reading compensation. And I'm like, yeah, it's going to come around. I'll, it'll come around. 
I'll end, I'll end up winning the game because I was not like... Did you win? No. You're like, compensation. In the next life, though, Brandon. Exactly. In the next life. <laughs> But, so you know, what the was thing. the point? Why did they do? Why did they do that in the game? Or is just a way not to? They couldn't figure out. It was out. a game where there was challenges, and then this challenge had like a certain amount of points, and the amount of players we had, I think it was like fifteen points, and you just read the points between four players, and it was I don't know why they did that way, but yeah, somebody had to take a shaft on the amount they got. You got that, and it I didn't, chose to do it. You didn't get compensated. It's like paying it forward, right? Here, you guys take it. I don't, you know. I'll end up it's getting more in the anyway. end. It wasn't well, yeah. a game, just a meme, Mark. Go ahead. Well, I know, but think about how long that you could have been arguing about that. No kidding. Is that lame? Because I, I've done that where I've argued with uh, people, you know, while we're playing games, because I'm like, no, this is the rule right here. Oh, you know, and you, <laughs> it's I, actually ended games in the past. I had this, I had this, um, this, uh, People notice would notice after a while when I would go to church and there would be this like, hey, does anyone, who will say the prayer? And like the room goes silent. I would often be like, I'll do it. Me. And people will start like, hey, you're always volunteering to say the prayer. It was really nice of you. It's I like, just want to get out of here. I'm, I'm tired. I, this is awkward. Awkward silence. I just want to get out. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing is like the person that's running it should just call on somebody, you know, instead of putting the burden on them. So but, we read this part already, but the specific stripes, the specific stripes may follow late after the offense, but the fo- but they follow because they accompany it. So what he's saying is like, like effect the with cause and effect. The effect isn't something that just happens to happen later, like you mentioned earlier. A, a religious, overly religious, faithful person, hopeful person will say, "Well, God will make sure it happens." And what Ralph Waldo Emerson is saying, like, no, 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 they come together. Yeah, God's already built. Yeah, it's in the system. Like it's built said. in. It's built into it. Well, um, like we we said earlier, though, the universe is in every particle. Yeah, you're right. Is represented. This is kind of the as above, so below thing, where that that God. Okay, this is where the there's that God basically built this dualism and everything. Where you went with the talking about. Um, that the the consequences are built into it, into choices. Yeah, they're just built into it. You can't you can't get around it. Brandon, are you drinking straight up dew? No. Oh, sugar. Okay, sugar free. All right. You're all calling me out. No, I I thought that, well because it's got that see zero. They do the dark. They do black. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, but then um, diet Mountain Dew does a white. Yeah. So or silver, yeah. So I was like, "Wait, color. is that?" I didn't realize. I just saw the black thing. I was like, "Whoa!" He's not doing this. The yeah, Brandon's going dark, which would have had, which would compensation would have ended up something. It would have paid. It, it, I, I would pay for it if that wasn't done zero. Yeah, because zero means no compensation. Zero means zero. It means you're basically <laughs> drinking water. There's yeah. no consequences to that. Think about that though. Every sip, there's probably some kind of trade-off. Yeah. But but dualism is built into the system, like you said. Yeah. That that the whole idea that God's in the all is in all. That those the, every particle has 
got the judgment or whatever. There's no way to it. escape it. Or the, the judgment or the reward in it. Yeah, there's Though, no way to the escape. Thing. It's fundamental to everything. So, and that if dualism is built into the system, is in every particle, that it, this is an interesting thing. All things are moral. Okay, this, I know got this it. sounds like a weird, got like, yeah. whoa, all things are moral, but it's not saying... This is the whole everything's a half-truth. Yeah, well... Yeah. Okay, the, whenever he says, says all things are moral, that's not saying everything. You can eat, drink, and be merry. Tomorrow we die, you know, kind yeah. of thing. Like, mm -hmm. hey, that's all moral. No, it's not. It's not, and it's not moral relativism or anything. It's the world was made by this dual system, which is moral, and that justice is not postponed. That there is consequences to everything. If you choose something that would be considered immoral or whatever, there's natural consequences to it kind of thing. Yep. Is that um, I like this term that he said, and he said it in Greek, but I, oh, yeah. but then uh, Bob Newfeld did a good job of reading the Greek. I don't know how he, but the <laughs> dice of God are always loaded. Yep. Like, dude, God's playing with loaded dice. And then he says the world looks like a multiplication table or a mathematical equation. Yeah. Like there's no like chance going on here. Yeah. It's all set up. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just like and I like that too. Yeah. God's playing with loaded dice. He wins, man. Or nature wins. Yeah, nature wins. Nature wins. And, and you know, I mean, and no matter what, like there's just built in consequences. Yeah. What you choose, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You know, if you're, if you're, I love that. I can't believe I skipped that part, but yeah, you're right. I love that part. That um, you didn't mark that, Brandon. Come on. No, I um, the crux, I did mark dude. it. I did mark it. I just skipped it. Oh. But um. So yeah, yeah. the the world again balances itself. You know, back to God's playing with loaded dice. It's going to go back to that equilibrium. It's like the pendulum swing, you know, but there's, it always goes back. If there's a pendulum swing this way to the left, it's going to, the right. to the right. But guess what? They're there's equal. always that. It always crosses the middle, yeah. that equilibrium. And it, it's got to go to the middle to get to the other side. So it's, you know, every secret will be told, every crime punished, virtue rewarded, wrong redressed. Virtue rewarded too. It's not all bad, you know. It's not like oh, you're gonna get cancer or whatever. I love the uh, <laughs> crime punished because yeah, people do get away with crimes. But the thing is, is like you hear about it all the time. Someone gets like they solve a murder like thirty years later, and I'm like, and I think with the guy like or the woman, whoever, with the guy, the, the culprit, like wow, they lived like their whole life. Yeah, thinking what, they got away. What kind of? I mean, I know there. I know there's they went there's sick all people the... out there and stuff. Yeah. but they weren't getting every, away with anything. And every day, like looking over their shoulder, yeah. and every always always wondering if the if the when the police are outside, if they're ha your house or not for a reason. Mm -hmm. You know, like the you know. Well, yeah. did you ever re have you read Crime and Punishment? Mm -mm. It's on think, my list. I think uh, Bob Newfeld does a yeah, version it's, of it. He would. It's, it's one of those. That's a good one. That's a really good book because this guy, you know, kills this lady and it's just his whole idea of 
just running it over and over and over and over through his mind. You know, Dost, Dost, Dostoyevsky or whatever. It's supposed to be one of those hmm. like great psychological kind of like he understood men. Sure. You know, or like actual like yeah. the male psyche and the way it would like. But but uh, Crime and Punishment's really good. That's on my list. It's it's one I recommend. It's not it's not like one of those because I tried to I read the, or list the brothers Car mm-hmm. Cars I remember Mars, when you read Mazoff and it was okay. I, it's it's a lot bigger and deeper and I'll, I'll you know but but Crime and Punishment's more straightforward. Okay, and you can get into it easier because just in this guy's mind, what's going on? And the other one, there's a lot more going on. It's a whole like story. Yeah, yeah. But uh, every every act rewards itself. Every act rewards itself or punishes itself. I don't know. This is where I, my notes kind of started getting a little. Okay. There's a, there's something here that I forgot to mark. But I want to mention it. So okay. I'm not sure we don't pass that up. But, uh, Can you give me a drink, Brandon? Yeah, what do you want? What do we got? We got those rose lemonades. We got well, ginger we'll, beers. We'll save that. Oh, ginger beer? Okay. Ginger beer? Oh, yeah. Dude, fever and tree. And they're a fever tree, too. Nice. I'm not messing around, Brandon. Did this? Uh, I'll have one too. Did this come from that uh, twelve? That twelve pack from mm-hmm. Costco? Yeah, nice. Dude, I haven't had a fever tree in a while. These same here. I try not to drink sugar as often right now. Yeah, but these, I'll, I'll make an exception for but these. The, well, the, you know what the thing is, is that this is actual sugar, and that makes a huge difference. Yeah. The other day, because usually if I drink a a regular soda and it has corn syrup in it, my I'll feel immediately my stomach kind of. I don't know what oh, it is about good, corn man. syrup. Fever tree's good. This one's aged. These are aged fever trees. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Dude, I still think Gosling's, though. Ooh, but that one's got some spice. Like that. And yeah, the after. Yeah, after you're like, oh, there it is. But it's not too much. Fever tree, you do a great job. But, um, so the, the thing is that people, okay, I don't, uh, want to, we always think of, gosh, if only I could detach, you know, cut off that, the one side and just have the other, Mm -hmm. you know, or we look at other people and think they're having, all they're having is the good side. And we don't see the other side, but yeah. Like the old, um, Yeah thing you know about having your cake and eating it too or kind of thing yeah. but it seems like we we don't we look at other people and think they're just having that good time you good know point. and don't realize what the heck's going on inside you usually whenever you hear about um like rich people or whatever later about their lives and stuff. They yeah, were like jerks and yeah. yeah, all this stuff was going on in their house and all this stuff. And you're like, but they were rich. So I guess yeah. it's all right. You know, but you can't have you. This is the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde thing. Yeah, it is where he, he detached that the goodness out of it and became pure evil, but actually kind of, Um, what was it saying? I kind of lost my. Thought. You're mentioning people taking half the. Uh... Oh, you can't have. You can't do it. Like, well, I'm saying naturally, 
your soul, like he takes soul and body and compares them. Mm-hmm. Your soul wants to eat. Yep. But your body wants to feast. <laughs> your soul, you know, uh, that the man and woman shall become one flesh, body and soul, right? Yep. Or one yeah. body and soul. But your body says, I just want the flesh. Exactly. I forget the other part, you know. Yeah, forget that spiritualness part um, of it or that's yeah and then like a the domin- the soul wants a dominion by virtue you know over over the things of the world whereas the body has de- desires power over things to its own ends you yep. know not not a, i like that part yeah and then he goes on to talk about this kind of thing we're talking about with men that pe- we look at people you know and we're everybody's seeking to be a great person Mm-hmm. you know like men of great renown like in and, yeah but to be great is to have one side without the other we think that you know oh they got we we want that sweet without the bitter but if you take the bitter out the sweet isn't sweet you know you don't have you can't have pleasure without wait pleasure without pain without yeah but yeah, pleasure or pain. Oh, but pleasure out of if you take if you take the profit out of like the profit out of profitable things. Um, I'm trying he does to think say how, that. How does though, he does say he? that? How does he say that? He does say that. He says, um, "Okay, profit out of pleasure is taken out of pleasure. Pleasure is taken out of pleasant things." Profit out of profitable things, power out of strong things. As soon as we seek to separate them for the whole, yeah, because you gotta you gotta have the opposites. You can't like if everything was pleasurable, there would be nothing pleasurable because pleasure wouldn't point. exist. Exactly, exactly. It's only pleasurable because half the other things aren't pleasurable. Yeah, you can't take the other side out because the other side is what gives any side you're right or any desire for it i don't think i've ever understood that as well as i do now now that you mentioned it thank you mark but you're right that's like that's what i was trying to yeah yeah you can't take it out if we seek to separate them from the whole it's like saying that you you want to you have an in there's you can't have an inside without an outside you know you can't have a light Without a shadow, this is this actually we're looking at the Tao Te Ching, mm-hmm. and there was this thing about the vessel and the yeah. empty space. Uh, yeah, like the the the, the biggest woo. utility of a vessel is the woo, the emptiness is the emptiness because yeah. you know, but exactly you've got to anyway. It's kind of like you can't have one without the other. Um, so it's just saying, um. Uh, like it's like you want the mermaid without the dragon's tail. That That's was right. my favorite thing. Yeah, I saw that one. Like you're like, no. If you if you want the mermaid, you know you want. Oh, I just want the top half of the mermaid. I don't want the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just doesn't go that way. And this is where he he kind of goes into, um, the. If this is common in fables, traditions, yeah. parables, 
you get the proverbs. Greek, you got the Greek gods are all or the gods are all set up where like Achilles is hill. You know? Yeah, like they all have a weakness. They yeah. all have a yeah. They're not. There's no perfect god. I mean, but well, and and uh, yeah, and uh, in these and in the in myths and common things because yeah. every there's weakness and everything. Actually, there was a huge thing that. Um, because I, I don't know if you want to go into the myths, but it's not that I can I can move past it. Yeah, because pro, but the proverbs and these myths are the sanctuary of intuition, I, right? Yes, that's what I said. You know, that's where like initial our intuition says teaches us. You know, and our different sayings and everything teach us that you can't have one without the other kind of thing. It's like love and marriage. Yep. I do want to say that it's also right before that it says the voice of fable has in it somewhat has in it a somewhat divine. It comes from thought above the will of the writer. He kind of went off of compensation a little bit on here. The voice of fable has in it somewhat divine. It came from thought above the will of the writer. That is the best part of each writer, which has nothing private in it. That which he does not know, that which flowed out of his constitution and not from his too active invention, that which in the study of a single artist you might not easily find, but in the study of many you will you would abstract as a spirit of them all. Okay, that was kind. Of, that's kind of like that's kind of like a confusing almost. Yeah, expl- explain. Basically, like everybody's telling, he we can. We're all, it's almost like every tells the same story and don't realize it. Or it's like Beauty and the Beast. Tale as old as time. His earlier uh, example of every, like, everything is within the pine needle, you know? Like, yeah. Everything has, like, even the things that we create. Or is everything within the pineal? Ah, uh, get it? Third eye. <laughs> but like every, even the things that we create, even the things that the artists create, you know, it's like they're the thing. Everything's within those two, and there's meanings to things that we create that we might not even know. We put, we didn't mean to put it into there, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we write. If you write a if you write a poem, you know, and you have a certain reason that you wrote the poem. And someone comes around a hundred years later and finds one of Mark's poems and reads it, and this changes their life because of something that you never intended them to see. Yeah, you know. Oh, so, okay. Um, he kind of went off. He kind of went off that a little bit. On this is, I don't think this as much about compensation as other parts are. You know, dude, he got distracted. He started going and talking about Dante or Shakespeare and stuff, but like, yeah, this is kind of that was weird. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes. He, Ralph is wordy. Did you say that yeah, yet? He's yeah. a little wordy. He gets yeah, a little yeah. off track. We haven't said that yet, but we just, you, I just did. Yeah, you just did. I like the wordiness, but not when I'm like, okay, get to. The, I want to get on to the next point. I want to get on to the next part, though. Mm-hmm. Like I appreciate that because I'm wordy, and I know I want to appreciate things that I'm. You know, I can go off on this things forever, like I am right now, probably. But the thing is, is like. He kind of does in his in his essays like these. This could have been about five or six, seven pages shorter. Yeah, for at least. Well, but he he get there's. I think if you read over it a couple of times, you'll get different things will strike you different. And then except all, for that paragraph, yeah, that one paragraph. Come on, 
But okay, so one thing that he says is that there's a crack in everything God oh, has made. I love that. See, so that could be where somebody, if they don't understand what he's saying there, is like, God makes imperfect stuff. You know? Yep. That that could be anti whatever, you know, God, I guess, or you know, uh, but he that's not what he's meaning. He's he puts in intentionally weakness into everything he creates because it's part of the law and it's part of this dualism that teaches people or you know whatever it's part of his makes you wonder is it even possible what perfect like something to be perfect without a crack you know well yeah i mean well uh course it's possible i don't yeah that's that's a big question this is but what i'm saying i mean if we go back to the romantic thing it's just you know you're not looking for perfection and correct i don't think i don't think it's just you're but you got to realize that in nature nothing can be giving nothing is given but all things are sold there's always a price to whatever you're going for so now I my notes have really come to an end. Did you mark that line right there? The devil's an ass. Yeah, because I was like, what does that mean? Is that some old saying? I was reading that and I'm like, did he just like throw that in at the end? Because He's like, he, oh, by the way, the devil's an ass. <laughs> like, that. like, what does that mean? That was with a proverb. He was going with all these, you know, all these different proverbs yeah. You know, I don't know if some he of them... He was talking about how curses recoil back on the head who who imprecates them. Yeah, you put the, the chain a chain the around the slave's neck. There's a chain that goes right back to you because you now you've, you're in charge of yeah. that person. Bad counsel, counsel confounds. The advisor. And, and then he says, the devil is an ass. And I, that must be an old saying. Maybe it is. Yeah. But I don't know what it would even mean, but it must have been an old proverb. And I agree with it. One of the things I liked near the end, I guess we're getting close to finishing up, but um, Mark. He starts about, talks about debts and stuff. Are you in it? Let's go there. Well, we don't have to. I didn't realize that we were only still far into the essay. Oh, we got a lot left? Yeah. I'll just mention this. I liked he mentioned, he has this one analogy he gives in where he mentions two people like getting along and talking to each other and being cordial with one another, like a team. Yeah. And, but as soon he goes, as, as soon as any departure from simplicity and there's an attempt at halfness or good for me, that is not good for him. My neighbor feels the wrong. He shrinks from me as far as I have shrunk from him. His eyes no longer seek mine. There's a war between us. There is hate in him and fear in me. You know, like people only like people get along really good when when they agree on everything. Yeah, and as soon I've as I've had somebody that, where ha- yeah, yeah, you're like you, or even you meet somebody and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, and but eventually like, things get complicated. And once you do, and as yeah. soon as you like, as soon as there's any departure from that, and and or there's a, there's a half, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, that's okay that I think this and you think that, that's fine. A lot of times, that's just that's just the end of it. Or things you know? might yeah, um, or else that little thing might build up. Build up, build up. So, uh, what else you got? The law of nature is do the thing and you shall have the power. But they who do not do the thing have not the power. Yeah, this is talking about, yeah, just just basically you can't 
get the get knowledge by having somebody else do it for you. Actually, this is in was it in Seneca or is it in Epictetus, where there's that guy that spoke. He had his servants be able to speak all these or no recite all these different poems and stuff. So he would just have his servants go, like somebody would talk about this and his, have his servant recite the poem even though he didn't know it mm-hmm. you know and oh, sure. but he's like well i own them so it's my yeah, knowledge yeah, it's yeah, like no it. that's not the way knowledge works you're right he's like well i've why would i want why would i want to fill my head with that knowledge i have a guy that can do that <laughs> but it, it talked about um also uh kind of paying paying for 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 stuff to be done right instead of cheaply um but well it's yeah. fine if you oh you have something marked yeah but it's fine if you don't here's another one um the stag and the fable admired his horns and blamed his feet but when the hunter came his feet saved him and afterwards caught in the thicket his horns destroyed him every man in his lifetime needs to th- thank his faults i think that's one of the it's one of Aesop's fables. I was like, I should have looked it up. Like he was, re- he was referring to that fable. Yeah, I think I, I, it because sounds this, like he's referring this, to something. Yeah, he this it. You know, the stag liked his horns. He had these big old horns. Yeah, I don't remember what the thing he was. He couldn't, but his legs weren't like super fast. So he prided himself on the horns, but he was able. His feet got him away from the the hunter. But then his horns were the thing that ended up catching him, in it as he was running away yeah, in the, the thing. Yeah, and most. On. Yeah, and the, he got killed. Yeah. So it's like, uh, and and actually there there's a thing where um, he starts talking about weak, weakness and defects and yeah, that's where he, uh, that's where he starts it right there. Yeah. So I don't know, but your the defects aren't bad. That it's our strength grows out of our weakness. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, what else you got? There's a part where he starts talking about the the mob, mm-hmm. the history of persecution, mm-hmm. and yep. I liked how he mentioned a mob is a society of bodies voluntarily bereaving themselves of reason and traversing its work. The mob is man voluntarily descending to the nature of beast it's fit it's fit hour of activity is night its actions are insane like its whole constitution it persecutes a principle it would whip a right it would tar and feather justice by inflicting fire and outrage upon the houses and persons of those who have these it resembles a prank of boys and i don't remember why he was going off on mobs well he, he um History of persecution. This is, you know, and people that are a mob, you know, mobs almost trying to make water run uphill. It's just like, you don't, that's not the way you get things. That's not the way to, to get what you, you're you're looking for. Yeah. You know, this insanity is like, well, we're going to, and we're going to take it. If we can't get justice, we're going to take it out of your flesh. You know, there's that saying, uh, it says, um, and it's like, well, so what did you get at the end of it? You didn't get anything from it. And you probably, you know, are going to get in trouble and all this stuff. 
that is an interesting thing, especially with. Oh, here. Uh, he quotes it, so I'm looking for a quote. Anyway, um, well, if you find it, but it was like my, you know, I, I'm gonna. Yeah. So okay, well that yeah that was an interesting thing, especially with, uh, you know, different things going on, with is that. Um, and you know, people just think that actions don't have consequences. So fools and mob mob mentality is not, it never ends up good. <laughs> it just yeah. doesn't, it doesn't end up doing it. You know, I mean, like think about different, uh, things that were like an organized thing for change and, and different things, you know, that have actually changed things because it was not the mob mob mentality, but actual like a, you know, so I'm kind of like sputtering. So here's a, I think we can, we can get, we can wrap this up easily with a few more things here that are near the end. I took note on this and I think you mentioned this earlier on Mark. Um, he says, I no longer wish to meet a good, this is a good one. Yeah. I no longer wish to meet a good. I do not earn. For example, to find a pot of buried gold, knowing that it brings with it new burdens. Yeah. You, that, that reminds me of, uh, you hear about all the people that win the lottery. Yeah, and then like their life goes like, the and, train. And uh, yeah, you see, you're like, oh my gosh, what would I do with that? And the, something, you, the majority of the time, it's freely given. And guess what? It's just as freely spent. Yep. Or they end up in a worse place. You know, and all, so what are you, what do you, the, so anyway, that was interesting. The pot of gold. I almost got to the end of the rainbow before, like it was a while ago, but oh, I was driving down the road. Serious? It looked like I was going to get <laughs> like, there, I'm gonna do it. but supposedly like the, the rainbow actually curved is actually curving around the whole earth. Yeah. Like, so it looks it looks like it's... But you got to a point where it looked like you was like this right around. Yeah, I was like, dude, that looks like it's over there. I was driving down the yeah. the freeway. And it was so bright, you know. But then the, that's that's the deception is that you keep going and going. And you're just going to keep going. You'll never reach that there's end. Another, there's a bonus lesson right there that Mark has given. Dude, chase the rainbow. Skittles. Uh, he quotes St. Bernard at the end. He says, nothing can work me damage. The dog? Yes, he had a St. Bernard. He's like, roof, 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 roof. <laughs> to quote St. Bernard, roof, roof. And so St. Bernard said, nothing can work me damage except myself. The harm that I sustain, I carry about with me. And never am a real sufferer, but by my own fault. You know what's, what's interesting is I look, everyone's, I, everyone's while I look back at my life, and this is kind of a weird thing to say, but I'll say it, and... I've realized a few times now that the only things in my life that I actually like, I've had pains that happen to everybody, right? We all have tribulations and trials we go through. Yeah. All the, out of all the things that I've gone through in my life, the only things that I, I actually truly regret are the things that were my fault. Like, yeah. Things that happened to me by other people. I don't like. I'm. I. I don't really regret them. Well, you know? we, what can you do? Exactly. You know, that's what they did. Exactly. And I and I look back at that. I'm like, yeah. The only things that that I carry with me and the things that I still hold pain for are the things that actually are the my fault. 
that I did, the, the stupid things that I did, you know? Yeah. And uh, I liked when, so when he quotes St. Bernard, nothing can work me damage except to myself. St. Bernard. Yeah. My favorite. Yeah. I, isn't there? Yeah. I, 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 there's a, um, he was apparently a, a, a really awesome monk, right? Or, or, fa- or church or priest or father. Mm-hmm. Of, well, it must be. Yeah. Yeah. If he's a saint. Given away how much I don't know about him. But anyways, that's all. At the very end, at the very end, he kind of like, I don't. I think that sometimes when you write so long, you kind of like lose the you lose the momentum a little bit. But I do like the way he ended the um, the book his essay. Do you have anything else you want to mention? Um, no. But you want to read the end of it? Yeah. Unfortunately, I didn't mark it. So let me look here. Oh, I don't know why I wouldn't well, have marked Brennan, it. That's like, how he ended it. If right? you didn't wouldn't mark it, be at it, the end. If you didn't mark it, you would it. think, Brandon. If you didn't mark it, you there's consequences. Oh, here it is. Oh, you'll be compensated. Says um. Yeah. Okay. Here you go. Go for it. We linger in the ruins of the old tent where once we had bread and shelter and organs, nor believe. That the spirit can be fed, cover, and nerve us again. We cannot again find aught so dear, so sweet, so graceful. But we sit up and weep in vain. The voice of the Almighty saith, "Up and onward forevermore." That's kind of like the that's like carry it, keep keep on moving. You know, we cannot stay amid the ruins. Neither will we rely on the new. And so when we walk, ever with reverted eyes, look like those monsters who look backwards. Um, so do you think that he made the case that he started off with in this essay? Like it was basic, the basic case was that did, did he do a good job in, in explaining how that, you know, the idea that the wicked are punished and the righteous Or that, that in this light, the compensation is yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I think that's true. I eternal, or is that that you don't have to sit there and worry about the, the wait for the last judgment? That every little everything you do. I think he does make that case. What I don't think the case he does make though, and I think that this is that's the way that he writes anyways, is he doesn't he doesn't like put in his two cents about how you we about how we should be taking advantage of knowing this right like he mentions yeah it and, he, and he and he and he proves his point through lots of different examples that this is something that's beyond us and it's real and it'll never get a we'll never get away with it but he doesn't like how he doesn't really go into like how can you use this to better your life because that was his original well, he, does, argument. he does a little bit but we didn't it, where argument, he talks like, about where he talks about how goodness is there's no consequence or compensate or bad compensation for anyway. Well, I think though, if you, if you read it, you know, and look over it, that there, that you'll, uh, definitely, I think you did a decent job of yeah. making his point. I liked it. I liked it. And you're yeah. the only guy. You're like, Hey, but- you know what? Actually there are consequences to the thing. And I think it's kind of like, 
you're looking at it in the wrong way. You know, and he says it. That's the thing. He says a lot of his big points right in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem I had with the other one that I read somewhat recently a while ago where he makes he makes the big point the profound where you're like yes to keep you reading yes yes and then all of a sudden he and then all of a sudden he goes off on these little tangents towards the end and you're like okay now he's just talking about all kinds yeah. of stuff and you kind of like should I even but finish? but the big the big point was um what was the big point oh that that you, if you're you know like the righteous or whatever you are you can do the things that you're supposed to want to do and that you claim you want to do you can love you can serve no you can't be stopped from that you know yeah you can have that you know and and that also by doing good and continually doing good you're going to be even more rewarded and you're you know you're going to go up whereas oh now i'm kind of now you're doing you're doing what ralph did Ralph, right? Yeah, Ralphie. But the the uh, the, uh, the whole thing. Let's summarize love compensation. That good, your your act, every action, are compensated. Every action you choose, you're gonna get something from it. Um, there's no action that you do in secret. Like it reminds me of that scripture where Jesus is saying, whenever you go, you go into your closet, you pray in secret Yeah. because your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Like, you know, you're, you, you work on yourself and those, those cons, you'll, the, you'll be compensated. Oh, you know, in your life. Yeah. Gosh, I'm really stumbling today. No, you're not. You're, you're good. So you did it. But just know that that if you're trying to do what you think is right and do what you should, that you're being compensated with every little step, you, everything you do, every effort you make. So, and and step back every once in a while and figure out what the compensation might be before yeah, you do it. Say, well, yeah, that's the thing. What are what are the consequences? Do I need this thing? Yeah, you know, what are the consequences of me? Looking at my phone, you know, and getting stuck in a YouTube thing. Yeah, you get what you you get what you get. Like you like, get what you look. I for. mean, many a night, I've walked away to bed and been like, I could have been reading Compensation. <laughs> no, but or something, you know. Gosh dang it! Oh, I wanted to do this, but I didn't. I didn't do that. So oh, guess yeah. what? Yeah, I mean. So if if we can if we can implement this into your life, then you can really make a big difference, and and then you can have more control over where your life is going and the compensation you get. Yeah, so. and it'll be easy to see. And keep in mind, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? You look back and go, "Oh my gosh, now it all makes sense." But also looking at other people, observing other people is easier to do than observing yourself. Yeah. But I'm saying if you can if you can try to do it for yourself, you can make yeah. a big difference. Yeah. Because yeah, it's so easy to judge other people and hope I hope that they you know, they get that compensation right now. But would you want that same kind of judgment yeah, on yourself? Totally. No yeah. way. So All right. All right. Well, uh Emerson, you did good a job. good job. Good job, Ralph. Yeah. Waldo. 
We'll be forever like wondering with the column, right? Yeah, we'll come up with an act. We'll come up with some kind of like a, a nickname for Waldo soon. If we ever had to mention him again. Just Emerson. Emerson. Let's do it. I mean, Emerson. who else is called Emerson? Nobody. The glue. But no Elmers. One, no, That's Elmers. Elmers. Yeah. And we're good. We are good. Okay. So there we go. Thanks, Emerson. And uh, hey, Mark, that was a good good discussion. Yeah, it was an interesting discussion. Hopefully it made some sense. So. Yeah, it was a little bit different than what we've done in the past. So hopefully that's uh, cool. And Yeah, next time, uh, well, well, we'll talk about it in a smorgasbord, maybe what we're going to do next or... All right. Cool. Ciao. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.